Okay. Right. Um, well, welcome to the uh, Restoration Counseling Podcast. It's not for therapists, it's for everybody. I'm your host, professional counselor, Jared Pogue. Um, not everybody needs counseling, but certainly we can all use a little help every now and again. I'm speaking today with uh, licensed professional counselor, Mead Reed. Say hi, Mead. Hey. Uh, it's good to have you. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to have you here. Um, it's amazing that we both right now have a, a big commonality. It's that both of our children are trying to nap as we're recording. <laughs> I think the emphasis yes. is on the, the key word trying. Right. Trying is, is always the, the big thing going on. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'd like you to, I guess, sort of introduce yourself to the audience. Just tell us a little bit about you and, and who you are and, and what you do. And uh, yeah, the whole shebang of it. Okay. So I've been at Restoration Counseling for three and a half years. It'll be four years in September. And I have a background in marriage and family therapy. And I work a lot with kids and couples and families. And um, just have a, I have a seven-month-old and my first child, little boy. And so just getting used to being a new mom and working at the same time. And would love to talk about the challenges of that and the joys of that and just be able to share some things that have helped me to hopefully be able to help some other mothers. Yeah. And I think, again, one thing that's great is we both have kids not too far apart in age and we are both yeah. uh, relatively new working parents. You a bit newer to that than me, but uh, certainly it's still uh, makes from very unique challenges. And I, I like For the way sure. that you say joys and challenges. I, I tend to forget that first part. Mm. And so I think uh, I want to start there for a second before we yeah. dive into some of the challenges. Let's start with the positive, right? Tell me about some of the joys you're having as a, a new mom that's working. Mm. I think just being able to see your child, like just kind of looking at watching your child thinking, oh my gosh, this baby is something that, you know, I'm, I've been a part of this, like this child is a part of me and being able to see that and be able to watch him grow and um, just get excited about things to see how he's like me or like my husband. And I think it's really cool. Like most places we go, people will say, oh, what a happy baby. And that just makes me, that makes me smile, you know? And um, it's really cool to kind of even see his little personality even now. Um, we were in the airport last week and he was looking at a bunch of people just waiting to see if they would smile at him, like smiling at them. And yeah, that just makes me so happy to see the joy that he, like he just get he's just such a little extrovert. So it's fun. It's fun to see, it's fun to see his personality and to see him explore things and just to hear him laugh. It, you know, there's so much, there's, I think there's more joy than there is struggle, you know, and even in the struggle, there is, there is joy to be found with you. So. Yeah. Uh, I think that that also fits your personality. I think you tend to find the, the, the positive in things. Thank uh, you. A lot more easily than other people. So I think that's thank probably you. one of your strongest suits for sure. Well, uh, thank you for that compliment. No problem. We, we had a lot of sleep problems with, uh, with my daughter when she was young. So seven months was hard uh, mm. because we didn't sleep it whatsoever. Most people have those sleep things end at three months. We had some yeah. and ours didn't really disappear until nine months, maybe a year. That's really uh, hard. Oh boy. Uh, I'm not going to turn this podcast into me uh, griping about that. But, <laughs> uh, 
uh, let's just say I think I got the hard one out of the way. Or, or <laughs> if we have another one, it'll be nowhere near that difficult, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So you were fairly newly back to work. I want to say you uh, jumped back into work this past December. Is that correct? Yes, I did. I went back to work when he was 12 weeks old. And I started back just one day a week. And that worked out really nicely. Um, and it ended up being two days, really the whole month of December, because of the way the holidays fell. And then I felt, then I went back two days a week in January. That's what I'm doing right now is two days a week. And that's, that's working out really well for me. That's perfect. That's perfect. And so I think I want to uh, start there for a second okay. right, before we jump in necessarily to the concerns or, or issues or complexities is sort of what led you to that decision to, um, to, jump, to jump back into work. For some people, that decision is you have a kid, you're done, you check out. Uh, for others, it's not. And I, I would love to hear what sort of brought you back into the world of work. So I just, my personality, I know that I like to have a balance and I like to have things. I knew I was going to need to have continued connection with other people. And I felt like I would be a better mom if I could have that time away rather than feeling like he and I are together all the time. And I, I just thought it would give us both more balance. It would help him to be able to adjust to being around other people. Um, it would help me to also have that adult interaction. And I just thought it would be really the best thing for, for all of us. And and it really has been. I mean, it definitely was hard in the beginning um, as far as like missing him. And you know, um, there was a day when first my, I think it was my first day back in January. And I, um, he, well, so I went back in December, but then in January, it was when I did the two days. So he, and we had started bottles early on, but he did not want to take the bottle that first day back. And that was hard. That was really, you know, cause I knew that I could come home and he would, it would, it would solve it. Cause I was, I should, I should have said I've been, I'm breastfeeding. I still continue to breastfeed even after I'm still breastfeeding now. But, um, so I knew that if I came home, I could help with that, you know, but, yeah. but that wasn't what he needed. You know, I knew that if he was hungry enough that he would, he would take the bottle, you know? So, um, like I said, even though we've been doing that since early on, it just, I think it was, he could sense the, the adjustment for, for me and I could sense it for him, you know? So that was definitely a challenge, but we worked, definitely worked through that. Yeah. And so, uh, I'm getting a little bit of feedback for you there. Can I have you just scoot back just a yes. little bit? Yes. See I think so. We'll know in just a few minutes here, but um, you've mentioned challenges and you've opened the door. So uh, I, I would love to hear about some of your specific challenges that you've come across, um, how you've, you know, fought them, I guess. I don't want to say necessarily you've been successful with all of these. I don't know. Um, but I, I don't want to say like, here's a challenge and everything's perfect. Cause I imagine that's probably not the case. Right. Um, so I would love to hear some challenges, things that you got over, things that you you handled, and things that you're still going. I I don't know exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, I think so much. I think what I'm realizing is so much about parenting is kind of like ripping the bandaid off, like and just kind of doing it the first time. And I think I realized that the first time I've done a few things, then I start to feel a little, gain a little more confidence and feel a little bit more comfortable. You know, we kind of traveled with him a lot early on, just to sort of get used to it for, for all of us. And that, that's been good. Um, I think for me, it's like, while I'm away, I definitely miss him. And, but knowing like he's in good hands, like he's, you know, 
being well taken care of is, is really helpful. I mean, there was a time, I guess it was last week, that he had his first fever while I was at work. And it was hard. It was hard to not, um, you know, like I just kind of had to put that aside and know that he was, he was okay. And yet, um, it was, it was present with my clients and, and be here with them and just trust that, that he'll be, he's taken care of, you know, but that's, I think that's hard, especially as a mother. Yeah. I think, um, I think just kind of knowing that, because I think that, you know, as women, we kind of, women tend to more, you know, harder to kind of compartmentalize than maybe it is for men, you know, so there's some of that. I think um, with breastfeeding, uh-oh, is it still working okay? Yeah, you're okay. Well, you were chopping out there for just a, a moment or two, so you might want to take a couple steps back. Uh, rewind. Right. Yeah. Can you hear me better? Uh, rewind? I'm actually losing you way okay. more. <laughs> oh, are you? Yes. Uh-oh. I've lost all video at the moment, so. Oh, no. Okay. There we go. We're getting some video back now. Better? Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, forget what I was saying exactly. Mm. Oh. Yes. Go on. Do you know what the last thing you, you heard me say? Um... No, we'll take the concerns part from the top. Uh, you had mentioned the last thing we got was about the fever that you missed. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, it just took some kind of reminding myself that he was okay, that he'll be, you know, well taken care of. And um, just reminding myself of that, especially when I know that I'm not like, I need to be present where I am. I can't be there with him all the time, you know, and that can be that can be hard, but I also think that's healthy, you know, as a mother, because I think as women, we kind of, a lot of moms talk about mom guilt a lot, and I think that's something important to talk about, is kind of this feeling of, like, um, kind of where we feel bad that we're not, we can't be there all the time, but I think what's helped me lately is, again, just remembering that lots of people care for him, and there's other people that can be a part of his life to do that, and I think God keeps reminding me that, you know, where I can't fulfill all those things for him, he can, you know, like if I picture the Lord holding him in his bed or holding him and that, that, that gives me a lot of comfort of just knowing that, that ultimately God is taking care of him and I'm stewarding him, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, um, I like that a lot. I, I'd love to hear about, you know, the, I, again, I love that, that, that sort of conclusion and, and reliance right there. I, I think I'd love to hear about areas where you're still, I don't want to say struggling because that sounds kind yeah. of dark, but but areas no. that feel of a disconnect when it comes to conclusion. Absolutely, um, I think you know. I typically, I think what's been hard for me is like my personality is more flexible. I would say my husband is more like structured, and so I typically want to like watch his watch my baby's cues to sort of see when he seems like he's napping, and I think. Or, or when he needs to nap, and so, and, and my husband is more wants to have like a certain nap time, like every day. And some days that works, and some days it just doesn't work, you know. And so um, that's really been hard for me because it's like I'm having to be like flexible, but also want to like provide him like some consistency, you know. Yeah. So that makes it kind of hard to plan, um, and it makes it a little bit hard to sort of kind of figure out. Like I think that that's. That's been an area for me of like just kind of like a 
little bit stressful and trying to figure out like, okay, again, just having to be flexible and um, just know that like, we'll be okay. Cause I think I end up placing a lot of like guilt on myself that I'm doing something wrong if he's not napping or, you know, like, so like I'm the, I'm the reason yeah, I'm not providing him enough. Mm. Like doing something different. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you're sort of touching back into that mom guilt area that you. Yeah, exactly. And I think for people listening that are not mothers, uh, I'm Mm -hmm. very much understanding what you're saying when you're saying mom guilt. But can you give an overview of what you mean when you say mom guilt? Um, I think it's just this like heavy feeling of um, like how to explain it. Like, you feel like you could do more for your child in a way. Like, you feel kind of, like, responsible for um, any source of stress or um, certainty for them. I'm trying to think of how – I feel like there's a better way to explain it. But It sounds like – yeah, say, it sounds like there's so many facets of it that mm-hmm. all of – it sounds like a, it can be summarized with, like – all these supposed to here's everything i'm supposed yes, to be and exactly to be, and the list right. sounds infinite absolutely like a lot of the books will say oh like you know the, your baby needs to have a nap at between nine and ten and they need you know have their second nap between 12 and two well the every child is different and so i feel like i had to come to the conclusion of like rather than just like trying to focus on that of like, again, just like kind of watching him sort of look and see what, what is it that he needs, you know? And it's really different every day. And so I think he know that it's okay. Know that he is okay. And I think, I think as moms, just like being able to, like we put so much pressure on ourselves. I think that's the where the mom guilt comes from is pressure to, like almost like for pressure for perfectionism in a way. Like just thinking like if, if this all goes a certain way, then it just it feels like such a um, heavy thing to you know. Yeah. Like we just put so much on ourselves. Yeah, and, and so I'm I'm curious to see you know you you very much have talked about your personal experience with this, and now you're entering that world as a therapist, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. you know, how, how have things changed for you therapeutically when you're helping people who might be dealing with things like this? Like now it's very different than just you know, follow these steps or something. Now it's very personal for you. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you handle it when people come in and mothers come in and they're having these exact same struggles? How do you help them? I think I have a lot more compassion now that I've been, now that I have been there, like, you know, I had a session with a mother the other the other day and she was talking about something and I said, you know, it's so hard when, you know, I can be objective as a therapist, but when it's your own child, it's, it's hard. It's, it's like you really can't be objective, you know, because it just, you can differentiate yourself and yet like there's just so much wrapped up in your, your, so much wrapped, so much love wrapped up in a child, in your own child, yeah. you know, that it's, it just, it makes it totally different. And like, I find myself, when mothers will tell me something like I had a mom a while back who um whose son had committed suicide and I started you know crying when she was telling me about it and I shared that with her like I teared up and was like you know this I can't even begin to imagine you know just and I I think before I would have felt 
empathy for her, but not in the way that I felt like I was able to actually having a child. I think it just makes it so different. I think I'm able to offer something to other mothers and other parents that I didn't have that same knowledge before, you know? No, no, I'm following you. I think that's, that's, that's very, very good. And I think it, it makes your help so much more invaluable. Yes. Uh, very different than the just do the thing or, or something is actually being there is a completely different story. Yeah. And, and so as you're, you're entering into this, you know, I, I think I'd, I'd love to hear about the, when I think about someone who's working part-time as, and then also being a mom, you know, I kind of think of someone who, who might describe themselves as having it all. That idea of I have a family and I have a career. Um, and it, it sounds good on paper, but I imagine it's not exactly how it sounds. I mean, do you feel like you have it all right now or do you feel something completely different? I do. I feel like I have a lot going for me. I think I have a lot to be thankful for. And, and yet I think that people can look at people who are, and I want to make sure I'm following you correctly, but I feel, are you saying it from like a point of view for those who are like single and wanting to be married that they might look at moms and say they have it all. Is that kind of what you're, what you're saying? That could be a part of it. Another part of it might be that uh, a mother who, who doesn't do a career to be a stay at home mom or even just a general social look. Um, mm-hmm. People might say that that is the concept of having everything, as it were. Okay. Uh, and they, I think it gets very romanticized. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I'm wondering if it feels as romantic as the description makes it sound. Like you get to have everything. Your life is perfectly balanced. Uh, things like that. Yeah. No, I do think it is romanticized. I think that you know, um, I think, I think if, either way, if a mom decides to stay home with her her kids. There are challenges. If your mom decides to go back to work, I think there are challenges. And I think, you know, sometimes things aren't what they seem. Um, they might seem one way to the outside, and yet they're often, they are not often not that way, you know? So I think, like, we never know what someone's struggle is. But even if, even if it seems like they have it all together, we just never know. And so, I mean, for me, I work part-time, so that's a really good balance. I think if I were to be full time, I think that would be would be hard. I would, you know, if I was gone more than I was here, I think um, I think that mom guilt would would really creep in. I think a lot of mothers that do work full time, just from the friends I have who have shared that with me, have said that they do feel like that. Yeah. So uh, you're now, really, you're really starting to differentiate the the difference between you know uh, those that are working part time and those that are sort of taking on a full career at full time. Yes. Am I veering off too quickly, too much? No, this is perfect. Uh, okay. I was going to say, what do you see as some of the unique challenges for the moms that are working full time? For the moms that are working full time, I think that they can, um, I mean, this I don't know exactly, but I think that for them, I think it's more of like a, like some, they might miss some of the first things that happen to their child, like things that they do, like their first steps. I mean, I know a part-time working mom might miss that too, but I think there's more opportunity for a full-time mom to miss that and to see that, think that some of us might see that for their child where they may not. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that could, could be really hard for um, a full-time mom. Um, and yet, I guess the other balance is you know, with daycare, their child's getting a lot of socialization that they may not get if they're at home with their mother. So 
Yeah, there, I could possibly see some, even some benefits to that sort of at a daycare or socialization, learning how things work at an earlier age. Yes, I think kids that you know, kind of reach some milestones faster, maybe than kids that aren't in daycare. Yeah, that'd be a really good question if that encourages the kids in daycare and if that, you know, maybe has some real, real big benefits. Uh, I would right. Time with the, the child for the working mom, the full-time working mom is incredibly valuable. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'd say maybe even absurdly valuable just because it's so rare. Um, it, yes. I'd be interested, you know, as a, since you also do marriage and family therapy with what you do, mm-hmm. I, I would wonder what these new conflicts as a, a new mom, particularly as a new working mom, how that might look between a spouse um, or spouses. Mm-hmm. I bet there's some unique things that they come across that you never planned for when you were uh, you know, newly married or relatively newly married. Uh, I would love any examples that you've come across either personally or professionally of spousal issues due to a new baby and, and a working spouse. Um, you're talking about just the part-time work or you're talking about more of full-time work? Yes, all of the above. All of the above. Okay. Well, I think, you know, it's not, I mean, even with part-time, I think time is of the essence when you have a baby and it's like, you know, especially if you're somebody who's less like scheduled and more like, there are certain things you do kind of have to, you have to plan for more as far as like time with your spouse and you know, and, and, and I will say sometimes those that like, really plan to have a date, sometimes those dates are kind of stressful because it's like, okay, we've got like a couple hours together and we just want to make the most of it. Yeah. And it can almost feel like the pressure's on and it can make it a little bit, you know, just kind of puts a little more pressure on it than maybe, you know, rather than it being organic. I think some of our best dates have been, you know, we just would go up to like cold food together for a couple hours while somebody's watching Hutchinson and just, I mean, it was like, oh, this is nice. We're just sitting here having a conversation. We're talking, but it's not like, oh, we have to just like, I don't know, go on this, you know, it's not like, it doesn't feel as much pressure. I noticed in the beginning that there was a lot of pressure and we would get in a lot of arguments because it was like, okay, this is our time away together. And I want to make the most of it. I want this to be so good. Like, and then it's just honestly, it was like we both were kind of tired and we were both a little off and just getting used to what that was like together, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I've also found too, I, I did say to my husband, I think, well, I, I should say, I think as moms, we can often forget ourselves and sort of put everyone else first. And so one thing I said to my husband recently, because I, you know, as a mom, it's almost like, there's so much, I know that if you have a husband, there's a lot of give and take and it's wonderful to have a partner and somebody to help you. And yet as a mom, especially if you're breastfeeding, you know, oftentimes you're the one getting up at night, unless you're pumping, you know, and then the the husband's, you know, maybe giving a bottle, but especially in the beginning, it's really like between mostly the mom and the baby, you know? So even like planning for like childcare and stuff, there can just be a lot. And so I think for me, been really helpful to ask my husband for like what I need and he's so helpful but to say like I said to him a couple weeks ago will you just plan a date for us like where I don't have to do any of the planning where I like you plan the child care I you know all I have to do is like show up and he did and he took me to see the Jersey Boys and we had so much fun because it was like I felt like I didn't have to do just even to leave the house sometimes with you know still breastfeeding can feel like a lot because even when I get outdoor I'm still having to think about well 
three hours from now, I'm going to need to pump or maybe come back because he's going to need to eat again, you know, like, yeah, it's like, so it's just different than it is with having like, um, you know, it is for the husband. Yeah. So just being able to ask for what you need and really be in touch with what you need as a mom, I think is really crucial because I think it benefits your child and I think also benefits your husband because then they can, they know how to be helpful. I think they want to be. It's just a matter of being vulnerable enough to ask for it, you know? Yeah. And I think that in of itself is a huge challenge. Uh, personality types, certainly I could see coming into play. Um, yeah. To say the least, I can speak for the husband's behalf on this. I will definitely not try to speak for the mother's behalf, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's also equally difficult on our side because we're, we want to solve everything. We want to be the fixer. Right. The vast, vast majority of the pregnancy followed by early, um, particularly when they're newborns is not really dad involved. <laughs> um, right, we're doing, exactly. we're doing a lot less work. And so um, I certainly struggled at the beginning to figure out what, am I supposed to be doing here? And yes. uh, you can read the books, but come on, they, they don't, they don't prepare you for anything. I, that was at least the way that right. I it was, was definitely not uh, uh, on those areas. And then of course, when uh, Katie went back to work, it was, it was very hard. Um, mm-hmm. That was a huge change because she does work full time. So that was uh, unexpected and came with a lot of challenges. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll go into to my experience a little bit more. I certainly want to focus yeah. on yours, but I'll definitely state you're right. There's a lot of a, a personality that comes into play here. <laughs> the need to communicate, I can see being extra strong in relationships and mm-hmm. just that constant pressure. Go, 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 do, totally. do, do. Um, even totally. if pressure is, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? I was going to say, even if that pressure is to have a good time and to have fun, it is still, like you're saying, very real pressure. For sure. And it's figuring out how to communicate with each other again. And I think that was kind of the thing of like, gosh, I felt like we had done so much to, you know, talk to each other before. And now I feel like we're having to figure out how to communicate all over again. Yeah. You know, just like, and it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to figure out what that looks like and, you know, how... Yeah, so I felt like I, that, that, that's been a big thing. I mean, there were a couple weeks there that I was like, do we even know how to talk to each other? And I'm like, of course mm-hmm. we do. It's just we're having, it's like we're figuring out this new language. It's, you know, I mean, John Gottman, one of the top marriage and family therapists, describes, you know, having a baby as setting off a grenade in a marriage. And even if you have a really good marriage, which I think we do, I think we have to have a very strong marriage. And yet, there's a lot of changes with having a child. And you know, I think just one thing I read too is that what can really show the success for a family is, is like if the husband feels like a part of that and it feels like now like he knows where his place is and it's really more like a family of three as opposed to just the mom and the baby. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Yeah, and especially early on, I imagine yeah. that, that is the case, right? There's so many cases of husbands that I've talked to over the years that – weirdly have described not feeling like being a part of their own family. Um, which is, there? Oh, there we go. I lost it for a second. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Yep. I was saying that I've, uh, I've talked to a number of husbands over the years who have really described this feeling of being isolated or disconnected from their, their own family. Mm-hmm. Um, so much. So I remember the people that I grew up with talking about how many weeks had been since they see their dad or last seen their dad, even though their dad mm-hmm. lives with them. The dad is in the home, mm-hmm. it's not a, a separated family, but 
these guys I grew up with would be like, it's been two and a half weeks since I last was able to see my dad and sometimes even talk to him much. And they grew up in these homes where the dad was theoretically present. And that was really sad. Um, and they'd always have the same yeah. complaints when you get got into more serious conversations with them. Just like, I wish I really had a dad that was present. I'd give up everything I got for that. Mm-hmm. I certainly see both sides of that struggle. You want to be a husband and a provider, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you want to be relationally providing and which one's for more sure. valuable. And, and certainly that gets into the full-time working mom scenario. And you know, this trickles down really quickly into five different conversations. Um, that right. We're not going to probably get time for today. I do want to kind of sort of uh, land our our plane as it were for the moment. Again, there's so much we can talk to, but I really wanted to see if there's any sort of like one big piece of advice or wisdom or something that you would have for um, new moms, particularly new working moms, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of encouragement Mm -hmm. or or something that you think you'd really like to sort of put out there. Yeah, I think for, you know, it's interesting. I kind of have chills even as you ask me that question because I think the biggest thing I would say is that as a mom, you know your baby better than anyone else. And God gave you this baby because he knows that that's the child that you need. And he knows that he has given you motherly instincts for that child. And so regardless of what anyone else tells you, like you know your child and you can listen to the cues and and just trust your instincts because you can read all these books and you can People can give unsolicited advice, but at the end of the day, I really think that as a mother, you know your child better than anyone else. And so really to encourage moms, especially if they're struggling at all with you know, postpartum depression or anxiety, like just to know that like you can do this and um, just to really trust your instincts and to trust that, um, that, yeah, that you know your child. That would be my biggest thing, of, of, hopefully of encouragement to another mother, just to, you know, try not to let other people, you know, even people well-intended might give, you know, unsolicited advice, but just to really be able to know, just, yeah, trust yourself. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's very, very good. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you to ask more questions, uh, maybe it's, it's in regard to, to parenting, being a new mom, something like that, what's an email address they can get a hold of you at? Okay, Mead, M-E-A-D, at restorationcounselingatl.com. Perfect. Uh, I think that's fantastic, Mead. Well, um, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Terry. Uh, obviously, good luck on getting your child to nap. I know it's difficult. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. And I enjoyed this time. Yeah, me too. Thanks for coming in. And uh, I will talk okay. to you later.